This is Sounds on Vinyl, the podcast that celebrates the best rock, metal, and punk music on vinyl. And now, here's Mike and Phil. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to the Sounds on Vinyl show. My name is Phil Boyer, and on the other side of that big giant sea is Mike Svensson. Hey, Mike, what's going on? Hey, buddy, what's going on? Uh, you know, hey. just living yeah. the American dream over here. Oh, my God. <laughs> Already? <laughs> it took a while, but I, I mean, the clock is, well, it's too late for you. <laughs> so oh, it's, it's <laughs> I mean, it's the strong arm of the law already. It is. I mean, it is. You should left the country to England. I should. You should never left. Yes. But still, that, that's a completely different show altogether. That's a different show. That'll be our political show. Tune in on yes. Tuesdays at 9 p.m. for... <laughs> All right. Well, folks, as usual, in, in this segment of the show, I give you a little update on what's going on over there on the Instagram community where I do all the biddings. Uh, so this week has been a really great and fantastic week. Uh, I've been talking a lot about the older stuff like Sabbath and Aerosmith, but also uh, about Swedish rock and roll and Swedes that play in different bands. Because uh, some of the people that, that I talked to uh, didn't actually know that there's a lot of Swedish musicians pay, playing in uh, various bands around the world, and especially American bands. So uh, we talked about, of course, about Europe, because they're like the, the main thing from Sweden uh, that made it, so to speak. But mm-hmm. there's also when... They just released Final Countdown, if you remember that record. And of course. Song. Uh, John Norum, who is the guitar player at that point in time, he left Europe because he, he, he thought that, well, this is not where I want to go. I'm not into doing more of that popish rock and roll. I want <laughs> to keep it real with the bluesy stuff that I grew up with, with Lissy and, and, and the Sabbath and so forth. So, so he quit the band and he, um, he became a, a solo artist. Uh, and some years later, he, uh, he actually got a job playing guitar for Dokken. Do you remember those guys? Of course. Yeah. Roken so, with uh, Dokken. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> Dokken, uh, Don Dokken, he, he made a, a solo uh, record. And John Oram, he plays guitar. And Mickey D, former Motorhead and now Scorpions, he plays drums. So two-fifths of that um, lineup is from Sweden. Well, there you so go. There you go. Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and, and so there's a lot of talk about music overall. I, I started the, the Instagram page just to, to be able to talk about music and, and vinyl records and just to, to connect with people that have the same interest as me. And uh, a friend of mine who's also into to vinyl records, he, he is... He, He's a computer guy. I don't exactly know what he's doing. I think it's he's in web design or something like that. But he's a he's a he's a major tech guy. So he he actually started a search engine for newer vinyls, and it's just became live. 
So uh, it's li- it lists well over a hundred thousand vinyls. Holy crap! And, and yeah, and for now it's only uh, for uh, Scandinavian stores. It's sort of like um, if you go into if you search for like a Metallica Monster of Puppets, you get every other detail from every store in in the Scandinavian countries, and what you can pick the right one. And, and you can just click and, and you go there and, and you buy the album. Nice. Yeah. So it's, it, it's in Swedish and it's called, I have to say it's in Swedish. It's in English, it's called The Vinyl Hunter. But in Swedish, it's called Vinyl Jägaren. And the, the, the web address is vinyljägaren.se. And it's The Vinyl Hunter in English. So, so that's that. I have to give him a shout out because it's a really great, great site and and a great search engine. And I we found a lot of good stuff in there. So that's cool. Yeah, it's really cool. And and there you got for all you English speakers, you get your your free Swedish lesson right there. You learned how to say vinyl hunter in Swedish. Yes, there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Always something new here on the Sounds on Vinyl show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that sounds really cool, man. I got to check that out. I'm sure, yeah, is, is it one of those sites where you could, even if you don't speak Swedish, you can kind of find your way around? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's right. no problem. So, so we got to I'll go check that out. And yeah. you know what? That right there, that is just a tiny little taste of what goes on over there on Instagram and what Mike's doing and all the cool shit that he's putting together over there. So here's what I need you guys to do. All you listeners, I need you to continue to listen to this show. And while you're doing that, get your ass over to Instagram and follow Sounds on Vinyl over there. And just do it. Just go over there and do it because you're going to want to, you're going to have fun. You're going to love all the stuff that Mike does over there. So go over there and make that happen. We'll wait. We'll wait. Okay. No, we won't. No, we won't. Because, because we have to go back way, way back to the year 1980. Four months a measly four months after the release of wheels of steel Saxon dropped their third record, Strong Arm of the Law. Now, the album debuted at number 11 on the UK chart, but critics sort of gave it a mixed review. So, Mike, I got to ask you, this guy named Martin Popoff said that this record betrayed Saxon's lack of ideas and compared them to a Slade knockoff. What do you have to say about that? You agree or disagree? Who the hell is Slade? <laughs> that, that, no, 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 of, of course not. But, <laughs> but that answered the question. I mean, uh, uh, Slade? Are you I don't hear me? it, man. No. I no. I mean, me I mean hell, I Quiet mean, Riot was the band that ripped off Slade. They're the ones that yes. covered all their songs and made them hits, not yeah. Saxon. And who is this Martin Popov guy? I, I, I mean, go pop off. Uh, oh that's too bad oh we had to edit that out no we don't no no No, we don't no 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 no. but i mean slade come on man i mean saxon it was 
it was the new wave of British heavy metal. I remember hearing uh, this album back in 1983. A friend of mine bought a bunch of records from this older guy in the neighborhood who needed money. And my friend wasn't into heavy music at all, so he let me buy all those heavier albums from him. Uh, and there was Strong Arm of the Law. And the first thing that I heard was the song Heavy Metal Thunder. And if there is any, any part of that song that says Slade, I will eat this record up with fork and knife. <laughs> I mean, Jesus, it's, it's nuts to, to even compare them. Um, no, it, that, that just doesn't make sense. I mean, I like Slade. Slade's a good band, but yeah. they sound nothing like Saxon, like no. zero. Like it, it's a whole different freaking sound. Yeah, you remember uh, the opening track for Heavy Metal Thunder with the rain and thunder, oh, and yeah. then you burst into the song, and 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 I mean Slade is it's sort of like I don't know, <laughs> it, it's not Saxon. So no, I'm with the pop off guy. No, still you can go pop off because Saxon <laughs> is Saxon and Slade is a whole different. It's a whole animal, different sound, man. It's, it's a, a whole, whole different, different sound. sound. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, I was, I was hooked right away, and I, I still have that exact same album. I, I got some different copies too, of course, because who, who doesn't need more than one copy of, a, of an album? <laughs> of course. Me, of course. But, of course. but it's, it's sentimental to me, because it's... Uh, I've heard some of the songs wheels of steels and and so forth but i never heard anything like this uh and as you say before it's nuts four months mm -hmm. i actually didn't know that four really? months four months after they Jesus. released wheels of steel they dropped a brand like four who does that well i guess i, I don't know i mean even we, we talked about sabbath before dropping like yeah. a couple albums in the same year but i mean geez that's just crazy yeah, four months. I, I mean, I think we were in a year with both ACDC and Sabbath, but mm -hmm. four months, that's, that's nuts. They have to have that album already good to go when, when they released Wheels of Steel. But, yeah, you got to think those were some tracks that are like, you know what, these are good, but we can't have 30 songs on this record, so let's just, no. let's just wait a bit, record these new ones, yeah. and then drop it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Four months. That's cool. I That's find that interesting that, that bands would do that because four months is not a lot of time to promote the current record. You know, no. here they are. I mean, they, did they even tour at all on wheels of steel? I mean, were they just touring off of two records? <laughs> yeah. No, um, I mean, I, I, I guess cause I read somewhere with the maiden guys and, Saxon and Motorhead, they tour all the time. So, so everybody knew who they were. I mean, there is still people that don't think that Saxon is in, in that same uh, area of the new wave of British heavy metal because they started before. So, mm -hmm. so they shouldn't be in, in that type of thing. But, but uh, 
I don't know because they toured all the time. I, I've read somewhere they they uh, already by the time of Wheels of Steel they made a, a, did a lot, like a three hundred shows or something like that. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. So they toured all all the time, and and it was same with Maiden. They played pubs and they they played ballroom dances and and they played every, everywhere. So in in those days you could play live and and then then you could get some money and and buy some food and and you go to the next town and and you hop in a van and do whatever so i i'm i'm still up there i i think that they knew what they were doing when they released strong arm of the law but as as you say for pharma it's nuts yeah i'm processing this right now (laughs) it's it's freaking nuts so favorite tracks do you have any favorite tracks um yeah you know i think well first let me say i don't really think there's there's a bad song on the record i think it's a very solid solid record and all these ass clown critics out there that gave it mixed reviews (laughs) don't really i I gotta say they probably don't understand the music they don't no they're they're probably like you know the ones that are reviewing madonna or whatever and they they just don't get metal but I would have to say um, Hungry Years to Hell and Back Again and uh, Dallas 1 p.m. I, I think yeah. that that's a great song. And, and I love that oh, they wow. went with the, the three shot theory yeah. versus the one. Oh, you my know? God. I was, I was so obsessed with the JFK murder. I, I, oh, really? It, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's something I read since I was a kid. I actually went to the library to try to find stuff back in the day just because of, of I, I knew about uh, the murder, but, but when you hear the song, it gets to you. It, it got to me because I'm, what am I, as 11, 12 years old when I first heard this album. So I actually took my bike and, and rode down to the library and, and tried to, 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 to read everything that I could about, about uh, the JFK assassination. So it's, it stayed with me still. I'm I'm very fascinated. It sounds wrong. It's it's not I'm fascinating about a murder, but but it's the cover up, one shooter, Lee Howard Oswald, and 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 don't get me started. It's <laughs> no 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 no. There is there is something buried there. So wait, I I just want to ask this question. So this song Dallas one p.m. Yeah. That. So you didn't have a fascination with the murder beforehand. This no, no, or no. the 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 fascination. So yeah, the, this yes, this yes. got you to go to the library and educate yourself and and yeah. go look into it and and all that. So what's your theory? Do you you think there there was three shots or just one? Let's get political here. We started uh, a little political, <laughs> so why not? Let's go. I'm going with Saxon, of course. Yeah, uh, I I don't believe there is one shot. I oh my god, I can't be just one shooter yeah i mean it it's it's sort of like the trajectory of the bullet i mean i've seen all the the conspiracy theories and and i read the books and and there is something buried here now did, did did you in your research did you read anything about the federal reserve connection yes yes that shit's interesting, huh? <laughs> it really is. It really is. Yeah. And uh, I actually when when the um, the movie that Oliver Stone made 
when that came out uh, and he did his research. Oh, oh, oh man. <laughs> oh, oh, man. You seen the movie? I have not. You have I am not. I'm not an Oliver Stone fan. Oh, it's conspiracy theory 101. <laughs> but there, there is stuff in there and there is people there that actually uh, I've read about. They have not been questioned the way they should. And they know stuff that the Warren Commission didn't speak of. And it's oh, oh my god! It's it's a different show altogether. I'm 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 feeling it. I'm it's so clearly that, that I'm going off here on a limb. <laughs> it, but but I'm I'm with Saxon on this. Uh, the three bullet theory. Uh, let's just leave it at that. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So besides Dallas 1 p.m., what other tracks on this? Uh, to Hell and Back Again, of course, yeah. uh, as you mentioned. And of course, the opening track is it's the way that the whole thing was set up for me, Heavy Metal Thunder. Mm-hmm. And of course, the, the title track, Strong Arm of the Law. But as you said, there is not a bad song on that album. And you oh. got to love records like that, man. Back in yeah. the day, back in the 70s and 80s, there was a lot of records, man, that were just freaking solid. Saxon, I think, was pretty consistent with that, too. I think they, they put out yeah. some decent records. And see them live. Oh, my God. But I got a theory back in the day, because uh, there is so much good music and so much epic albums during the period of time that when we were 12 and 13 years old, you and I. Mm-hmm. And it, it's sort of like when you released an album, you had to release quality music to get people to go see the show. Mm-hmm. T- today is vice versa. Because yeah. people are not yeah. paying, paying that much money to, to even buy a record or even to, to go to a show. I mean, I remember buying a record waiting for the tickets to go on sale so that I could buy a ticket to see the show, to buy a t-shirt, to buy two t-shirts, to buy, I mean, it was nuts. And mm-hmm. I, I'm thinking I'm 13, between 13 and 16 years old in that period of time is where I bought insanely much records. <laughs> I mean, Holy crap! And T-shirts and and whatnot, and how the hell could I afford all that? I'm 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 just a blue collar boy. Uh, grew up with. I mean, we had money in the family, of course, but but it's how could I could I go to all those shows and buy all those? Because everything was made for people at our age you gotta get those guys to come see the show mm-hmm. you gotta get those parents to drive those kids to see us it's sort of like you can see it's, it's a tic-tac-toe thing you get the the record out and it's affordable you buy the the record and here in here in sweden it it, it took a while for the band to but Saxon is a band from England, so they came much 
much oftener and, and than the American bands, but still you have to wait like three or four months before they hit Swedish soil. And then you bought a ticket and then you went to the show and then you bought a t-shirt and I'm 14, 15 years old with no job, living at home, going at school, but I still have all those merchandise still today. So mm-hmm. I'm living proof of it. I, I could afford it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's really hard to afford that stuff these days. You know, the, the records yeah. are 20 bucks. The concert tickets are, you know, above 80. The, the shirts yeah. are 20, 30 bucks. I mean, you know, you go broke trying to just support one band, let alone yeah. a dozen or more. Yeah. Saxony is an interesting band. When, when you speak about bands like that, they were big in the 80s and they're still around. I mean, not everybody can have a career like uh, Iron Maiden because uh, mm-hmm. they're still one of the biggest bands in the world. I mean, they had a period where uh, Bruce left the band and they played small clubs, but they still maintained quality at some point. And Saxon mm-hmm. did the same thing because in the, in the 80s, they sold out arenas. And you can say that, okay, so we're selling out arenas and they made that run for like 10 years and then the grunge thing happened. And then they thought, okay, we're not selling out arenas everywhere, but are we not playing those cities? No, let's go do clubs, let's do uh, festivals, let's do some arenas and get the music out there to the people, and they did. So I had um, a period in time in the, in the early 90s where I, I actually didn't see Saxon play live for a couple of years. But then, then in late, I think it was late 90s, I went back and, and saw a show because they came to a small club in Malmo. And this is Saxon for you right here. They played a set for like, Hour, hour and a half. Some sort. Of, I think uh, more to one hour and forty-five minutes, something like that. And then they stopped. And then they said, "Well, this is our set list. But since you're such a great crowd, because the place was packed, it's it's sort of like seven hundred people showed up. Uh, we're gonna do uh, requests, and everybody's <laughs> looking at each other. Request? What do you mean? So you shout out a song, and we'll play it." And everybody was going, no. And people with enough beer uh, in, in the bar going, gentlemen, letter, man. And they played then on a letter. And every other song that they, Frozen Rainbow, they played that shit. And, and so for a good hour, they played only requests. Jeez. So the show was like, almost three hours long because they didn't want to leave because they it's such a it's you're just a such a fucking great audience we want to give you everything and if let's see there's 700 people at least 300 of those people are diehards like me Mm -hmm. i go out and tell 10 of my friends and the others tell 10 of their friends look i saw this show last night 
Saxon Man. They played requests for an hour after their original set. Who does that? <laughs> Nobody. And that's why I think Saxon is still around today, still going on strong, still releasing fantastic records, and still touring and doing everything that they always did. Well, on that note, that's a great place to end the show and let everybody go and follow Sounds on Vinyl on Instagram while they're cranking Strong Arm of the Law by Saxon. What do you think? I think it's a good one. There you go. All right, guys. Until next week, we'll catch you with uh, – we're doing Metallica, I think, again oh, next yeah. week, right? Metallica. All right. Later. later. This has been Sounds on Vinyl, hosted by Mike Svensson and Phil Boyer. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen and follow at Sounds on Vinyl on Instagram. Sounds on Vinyl is produced by Boozehound Productions. Music by Grand Reserva. Visit soundsonvinyl.com for official merch and stuff you won't find anywhere else.